Welcome everybody to the Stone Down Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you tonight. We are going to dive into week 14, 15, 14, sir, 14, the final week of the regular season. That is right. It is crunch time. We are here to help you make all the right decisions and get you into the playoffs and not leave you on the outside looking in. Uh, before we dive into all of that, I want to say a big thank you to all of our subscribers and people who pop into the chat and hang out with us and, and commenters and, and all that. You guys really make it a lot of fun to do this and, and you're the, the driving force behind why we do it. I do want to remind everyone we are having a uh, Sunday night football watch party to commemorate our 100th subscriber. That is going to be, yeah, right there on the screen, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to hop on, hang out. We'll be there to kick it with you for as long as there's somebody there to kick it with us, and, and we'll just have a, a good old time, hopefully. As always, I'm joined by the House of Black, Kyle and Ramey. Ramey, I know in the podcast league, you and I are very similar in that we are both not going to be in the playoffs. That's true. Uh, and that kind of sucks. And I'll just, I'll take that ammo away from Kyle, but, um, <laughs> you know, for, for the rest of the folks out there who are are going to be in and, and I'm in some other leagues where I'll be making it into the playoffs and hopefully defending my championship. It's now or never. Yeah. It's, uh, kind of sucks to be in the shoes that we're in, but you're absolutely right. If you've got to, if you're fighting for a spot, this is the week where you've got to win and to get in. Um, so you might take a little bit more of a chance on a player um, than you normally would because you absolutely have to win those players with high upside but potential low floors. It could be it could be a really tough week if you're in that position. But also, if you're in a position where you're locked in, unless you just completely poo the bed. I didn't I didn't uh-huh. say a bad word. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you may want to play it a little bit safer, depending on what your matchup looks like with the with your uh, opposing team. So I will be doing my very best to try to spoil it for whoever I'm playing. Um, not saying much since I've only won three games this year. But, um, hey, there's always next year, right? And like you, I'm in a couple of other leagues where I am in the playoffs. So that'll be fun to kind of keep an eye on that and see how things go over the next couple of weeks. So it's still fun and it's still worth, um, gives you something to pay attention to. Um, not just the team that you root for, but, but games that are going out, going on throughout Sunday and Monday and Thursday night, which we've got a real snoozer tonight. Uh, Steelers hosting the uh, Patriots. I don't even think we're going to really talk about it that much. It's the lowest, Gross. um, lowest total. And, uh, 30 Draft years Kings in the history. NFL. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just not, not a game we really want to pay a lot of uh, attention to. So, but if you're looking for something to watch, I mean, I guess it's better than watching the paint dry. So yeah. yeah. Season of Fargo is out. That's right. Yeah. The NBA and the NBA in season tournaments on Pacers are playing right now. So oh, I did um, see there. I did see it's uh, uh, what Lakers Pacers. Who's the other two teams? It? Oh, it, it, Lakers are playing the uh, the Pelicans, and the Pacers are playing the Bucks. Okay, yeah. So, That's so yeah, we got uh, we got Dylan in the chat. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. Good to see you again. Who would you rather stash of McKinnon, who went off last year towards the end of the year, and and you know he's on a team 
with Mahomes, obviously, and they're running the ball quite well right now, uh, or Joshua Kelly. Um, Staley mentioned, that's right, there's competition coming soon. There's a nice playoff schedule. And Austin Eckler, I don't know if he didn't fully recover from his injury earlier in the year or what, but he has not been good. Um, what do you think, Kyle? Hmm. I don't Mahomes just isn't isn't the same Mahomes. And I I wonder about that. I, I lean towards Josh Kelly. Nice. Mahomes having right. Mahomes having an off year. It sucks that you spent, you know, a lot of draft capital on somebody and he hasn't um you know, he's played well but not produced like years past, but especially somebody you're picking towards yeah. the top. I think I'd go with Kelly too. Um, you don't know if Eckler's going to be with who who he's going to be with next year, and I think Pacheco has established himself as um, the the go to for the, the go to back, and he's on a rookie contract. So I think I'd go with Kelly as well. Dylan's got some more thoughts there in the chat. Yeah, he does. Thinking of handcuff at this point because nobody on waivers is really startable for me. Same. I mean, and and to be clear. Uh, unless Pacheco misses time, neither are these two. We saw Joshua Kelly earlier in the year, and he was ass. I had him on my team. I started him, and he just did jack dick. Um, I would rather have, uh, excuse me, McKinnon sitting on my bench, knowing that he's that, you know, he's a really versatile, very, very athletic kind of back who has produced in the past just in case Isaiah Pacheco can't go or something happens down the line, then Joshua Kelly, when you run him out there, you, you, you know you're getting nothing. Yeah. Pacheco's is a shoulder bruise. I mean, I know they say contusion, but it's a bruise. I think it's just like it's just some extra time. They need to keep winning. They need to keep winning. Might as well save your players a little bit. I think he'll go this week. Same. Yeah. Uh, let's They're get cool. in it, fellas. They're fighting for a playoff spot now too. I, I guess we're kind of. I guess we're kind We'll kind of transition, but oh, Blue Yays, Blue Yays hey, in the chat. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, I missed Thanks. you last time on uh, Tuesday, but yeah. uh, I did. I did see uh, your comment and stuff. We responded to that, so hopefully that helped yeah. you out a bit. Dylan, um, appreciate you too, brother. Appreciate you too. So we were just talking about Pacheco. Let's just roll into Bills Chiefs. Sound good? These games have always been exciting in the past. Um, you know, that one of whatever, a couple of years back, that was just high scoring. I, they kept going back and forth. I, I can't remember what year, what the score was, but um, good games as well. Um, Josh Allen, I think he's going to do this week. He's been a top six score in seven of the past nine games, uh, including that almost 40 there against the Eagles before the bye. I mean, he's obviously a front end fantasy option. You're going to start him, but. How do you feel about him against the Chiefs this week? I mean, he's got 23 or more points in five or six games. He's the QB one on the year. You're you're going to start him. Um, if he can find a way to play a clean game, there's no reason he doesn't go over 23 points again. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs defense last week, I mean, they made Jordan Love look like a pro bowler. And now they're going up against a legit pro bowler with a legit wide receiver one. Um, 
I'm running him out there. I, I think he's going to do just fine. Now, if we get the Josh Allen that just cannot keep hold of the ball and, and throws picks and puts it on the ground, it's a different story. I, I'm very concerned with um, Spags and the defense. They're not concerned concerned for Josh Allen because of Spag, Nola, and the defense. Um, they blitz the shit out of him. In the last three meetings, they've blitzed him a third of the time, almost 34%. Um, that's given Kansas city, a lot of success in the past, um, against the blitz in those three games, he's completed 49% of his passes, 4.9 yards per attempt. Um, Zach Arrowhead. I still think he'll have a good game. I don't think he's going to get no 39 or, or, or none of that, but he's been very well all, all year, at least the last couple months. Um, and the chiefs have had an elite pass defense until you know this past sunday night i don't know what the fuck happened there yeah i think he'll have a good game i think i think he'll run the ball a lot i think since the re replacing ken dorsey um with to to quote matt that dickhead i can't think of his <laughs> name right now um alan's alan's uh had quite a few less reads he's, he's had one or two reads and then he takes off so he's been running the ball a lot more and scoring touchdowns on the on the ground which is why his points have been up so i look for that to continue with the chief's secondary and that pass rush i think they're going to flush him and i think he'll get some some runs because of it i also think it might it has the potential of being a shootout just because both teams absolutely need, are in a position where they need to win this game so the bill's probably a little bit more than the chiefs the Chiefs are still leading their division and and comfortably in the playoffs, but the Bills have to win this game if they want to stay in the hunt. So I think it could have the potential of being a high-scoring game, and I think Allen's going to play really well to, in this game. Yeah, we got Blueyes. He had a gas leak. That sucks. Glad everybody's safe. Yeah. Hell yeah, geez. that's a big to-do. Yeah. Debo in the house. Pump for the game tonight. I think you're the only one, brother. <laughs> this is going to be uh, – uh, it's definitely a game. Uh, yeah, I bet the under, I'm going to bet the under. It this yeah. is going to be like a twelve to nine, um, nine to six kind of affair. AJ in the house through the Facebook stream. Good evening, guys. Tuning in from the cold, snowy north, northern Michigan. There, enjoying the podcast and all the insights. Good luck this week to you guys. Good luck to you as well, man. Um, always good to hear from you. Um, who'd you end up going with AJ? Did you, did you, your defense question that you had the other day? Oh, geez. I can't even remember what it was. Baltimore, Green Bay, or somebody else. Shit. I can't remember. Damn it. Wasn't Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore was on a buy. Oh no, that was Tuesday. Was, I mean, it was a question for this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and let's see. Oh, my bad. I, I skipped supersonic in the house. What's going on, brother? Thanks for with, stopping by. Yeah, AJ Appreciate you. Green, AJ's going with Green Bay. I kind of like that. Jonas, Jonas is back. Yeah, that's right. Jonas. Uh, full PPR needs two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. You'd like to know who do I sit out of Diggs, Ayuk, Waddle, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, or Jameer Gibbs. Sending playoff greetings from German Germany. Man, that's so awesome. International. Love it. Nice. What time? What time is it there? Don't be an idiot, Kyle. <laughs> what? What time is it there? Well, I don't know what time it is there. I don't know. It's middle of the fucking night. 
We're past four minutes. All right, what do we got? I got <laughs> up our, our weekly rankings here, full PPR, and he's two running backs. Where the hell is the running backs? Oh, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Jameer Gibbs. So let's see. Rashad White, we've got it eight this week. Jameer Gibbs at 14. And Kyron Williams at 13. So Rashad White is in for me, especially in a PPR. He is a, a target monster. Um, with Kyron Williams and Jameer Gibbs, this is that's a flip a coin. Because they're both going up against a, a couple tough defenses. They're both incredibly versatile out of the backfield. Um, they're both damn good receivers there. Who would you choose of the two, Kyle? That, that's where I'm at. Um, God, Gibbs had an all right game against the Bears. Not anything special. Um, but against the Ravens defense at home, I, I got to set Kyron Williams. They're just too damn good. Off a of bye. They're at home. Are great there. For a while, they've lost a couple at home. They're four and two, but <laughs> strong defense coming back from a bye. I'd set Kyron Williams this week. Ramey, your thoughts? I, I concur. That Ravens defense coming off a bye with two weeks rest. I think you set Williams and hope Gibbs um, gets get some some. Uh, wow kind of stroked out there for a second <laughs> gets some catches out of the backfield and, and has a decent day because Monty's going to eat against the Bears so you're a little worried about the 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 share of carries but Gibbs can catch out of the backfield a little bit better and I could see him having a decent day so I think I don't think the Rams are going to do much in Baltimore nice all right amongst receivers there's more to it Kyle you want to pop that back up there thank you brother oh all right in our rankings, Stefan Diggs, we've got him number two this week. Um, this is a big must-win game for uh, Buffalo. Uh, who's next? Ayuk is at 12, and Jalen Waddle is at 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he needs, a, he needs a flex, so you can play all three of them. He does. Yeah. We, we just had to pick a sit. We picked Kyra Williams, I thought. That, that's why I moved on to the next question. We didn't talk about the receivers. Well, there's, I didn't think there was a, my point of view was you didn't really need to talk about them because they were starting because we only had to sit one. You could have verbalized that, Kyle. I could have, but it does say, who do I sit? We picked it. Come on, man. Come on. Get with it. What an idiot. AJ Guys, said he's fighting. Going, I know he's going with Green Bay. Uh, Dubo, I was joking. Bet the under. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Blue Jays, Chiefs or Packers defense this week? And da, 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 what, Dicker or Tuck? I think you got to go Tucker for a kicker. I mean, I'm going Tucker. I'll go defense. Dicker. And I'll defense. go Packers defense. Same. Yep, I'll agree. You're definitely the Packers Green, defense. Green Bay, the hottest team in the league, except for, you know, San Fran probably. Uh, no, the Colts. Uh, they won five won in a row? Four, they've won five, four in a row. Oh, Green Bay's won five in a row, so they're hotter. Oh, we'll see shit. how I did that. See how I compare yeah. it. They're the hottest team in the league, except for that other one that's hotter. <laughs> well, and the other choice, hey, AJ says the other perfect. choice was Houston. Um, that was uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about a defense, and it's 1 a.m. here. I do not know why I'm staying awake for the game, <laughs> I'm not sure either. 
but yeah, I'll, I'm going to start out watching it. And if it ends up how I think it's going to end up, I'll watch the show. So, um, you know who I do like this week, who's been uh, getting a lot more usage since they changed coordinators in Buffalo is James Cook. Um, been hyper productive as late, um, going over 100 yards uh, from scrimmage in each of his past three games. Um, even in goal to go situations, uh, when the old OC was there, you saw Latavius Murray a lot, and you're not seeing that. Um, Cook has played all five offensive snaps in goal to go situations uh, since the coordinator, new coordinator, took over. Tough against the Chiefs defense, but I still think it's a matchup where he can stay efficient this week and, and stack some yardage. Yeah, he'll get yardage. He's only got one rushing touchdown on the year. He does have two receiving touchdowns. And, and at the end of the day, you don't really give a shit how you get into the end zone. You just want to get into the end zone. But still, it's it's really a, a source of, of frustration there. He's got over or he's averaging 13.8 points over his last six. Um, he had six targets or six targets or more in six games this year. So he's getting good usage um, with him. You you really want him to hit the end zone, though, to yeah. really give you that big day. It's his touches for me because the two games with the new coordinator, he's been 20 or more. He never had. Um, he was all under 20 uh, under the first coordinator. So I like the volume. Ramey. Are you alive? I'm here. Okay. Let's check Present. <laughs> he is present. Um, Kelsey's been kind of, yeah, lately, but he's kind of torched uh, Buffalo the last few meetings. Um, they, they've met. I think it might go well. I think they're going to see a, it's going to be a good game for Mahomes and Kelsey. They need one. They haven't had one in a while. So yeah, Mahomes played okay. They've been playing okay. They just haven't been playing like they have in years past. And we talked about it on Tuesday. And Kelsey's kind of starting to show his age, but he still leads the Chiefs in um, receiving yards. So, yeah, they're going to have to have a big game. That uh, that Bills defense is banged up, as we've talked about before as well. So I, I, the over-under is 49. I I think it's going to go over that. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Blue EAs, he's watching it tonight because the dude he's playing in fantasy has three guys going tonight. I feel bad for the guy that you're yeah. playing. Who? Hopefully the under hits. There's a damn good chance of that. It um, definitely is. You were talking about Kelsey leading the team in receiving. I think a lot of that, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still Travis Kelsey, but I think a good portion of that is a function of, of the other talent available on the team yeah, to throw to. For sure. Um, the only two people you can run out there are, are Kelsey and, and Rice. Um, if you had to choose between um, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, you've got to start one. Who are you choosing? Tony, just because of his just raw athletic ability. I think so too, because He's they the freak. they they run him on some jet sweeps too. So there's a potential you could pick up a touchdown there. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Hopefully, nobody out there is is in that scenario. Yeah. Um, no. Isaiah Pacheco has got 21 plus points in back to back games. Uh, like Dylan was saying earlier, he is dealing with a, a shoulder contusion. Um, 
the Bills are 19th against running backs. They give up an average of 15.7 points a week. I think he's a damn solid start this week, provided he goes. Um, he's your running back 10 on the season. And for where you drafted him, you're getting a damn good value out of that. I wasn't expecting it when I drafted him, but I'm damn happy with that return. Yeah. And uh, I like him too this week um, just because of volume and his touches. He's uh, last week, he was at what, 87% of backfield touches. That's four straight uh, with games, uh, four straight games with 80% or more of the backfield opportunities. But the Bills have been kind of better against the run as of late. Uh, league high success rate uh, against the running back runs against running back runs. That's how I wrote it. That's how it sounds. But anyway, since week seven, um, that's second in the NFL. So that kind of came around. But Pacheco has to reach the end zone. It's vital for him. I mean, it's vital in fantasy for, for everybody. But um, in weeks without a touchdown, he's averages RB 28. In weeks uh, with a touchdown, uh, he's RB 9 average, 19 and a half a game. So. I still like him this game. I'd I'd start him for sure, but Bills have been a little bit better against the run. Diggs, you're going nice. to start. You know, sorry. You yeah. know, go ahead. Would you start? Would you start a guy like Gabe Davis? I would, um, only because. Let's see. Where's my stuff? Secondary wideouts have had pretty good success against the Chiefs. Um, Devonta Smith. Maybe you call him a one A, not 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 maybe a wide receiver too, but Josh Palmer was five for one thirty three against him. Jacoby Myers six seventy nine and one. Jordan Addison six for sixty four and one. Uh, Josh Reynolds four for eighty, and even Alan Lazard three for sixty one and one. Kind of fits the wide receiver two mold there. So uh, when they played a year ago, he had six targets, three catches for seventy four and a touchdown. I don't hate it if you're desperate uh, in a flex. I don't hate it. What, a, what about a guy like Shakir? Would you take a take a flyer on Shakir? Um, his run as a viable flex is probably over with uh, Dawson Knox being activated. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, um, I hope they don't run a lot of of a um, two tight end sets. Yeah, that offense looks so damn slow when they had both Knox and Kincaid out there. And, and when Knox got hurt and you saw Khalil Shakir come in and it, things just looked a lot different. Uh, and you had a, a better performance, too. Did Kyle freeze? Yeah, I think so. issues in my back. Uh, kind of halfway. Great. You can hear me? Yes. Yeah, All right. There you go. All righty then. Fantastic. Welcome back. Just continue, just continue talking about what you guys are talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you guys want to go to a different game? Sounds good to me. Sure. I think we've right. exhausted that one. We have. We're at 23 minutes now. All right. We'll just go with Lions. Nine and three headed to Chicago land um, against the Bears. Lions are, or yeah, Lions are minus three and a half. Totals at forty-three and a half. Four straight games for Detroit have went over the total. It's the longest active streak in the league. So maybe bet the over the maybe bet the over this week uh, on that game. I think Justin Fields is set up probably to have a good game. Uh, the game earlier in the season versus the Bears, you know, uh, Detroit ended up winning, um, but Fields was good. Ran for over a hundred yards. I, 
think he's at three games in a row against the Lions over 100 yards rushing. If I'm not, yes, 300 straight rushing game against the, the Lions. I am right. Um, with him and DJ Moore out there, ooh, I think they're going to cook again. He had a pretty big game against them last time as well. Um, I know we'll talk a little bit more about them in depth with our aces and deuces, but um, Detroit's going to be weather is, dependent too. Yeah, Detroit's defense is just yeah. extremely fucking leaky over their past what six weeks. Yeah, they've been ass. Yeah, Detroit is twenty seventh in the NFL with 20, 25 sacks. Um, and they've yeah. gotten 18 of those in three games, Atlanta, uh, Las Vegas, and Green Bay. The other eight games, they only have seven sacks. So they need to generate some pass rush because, um, you know, Fields is going to be trying to escape the pocket and run. Um, the Bears seem to be a little bit more successful on the offensive side since they kind of opened it back up and allowed Fields to take off. So um, it's going to be kind of crucial for the Bears. And that – the the Chicago line has gotten a little bit healthier and a little bit better as the season's gone along too. So um, they're going to need to get to fields and keep him contained when they get to him so that he doesn't take off on the, on the league leading rush defense of the Detroit lions. Supersonic Detroit versus everybody. You got it, buddy. That's it. Michigan versus everybody. Detroit versus everybody. I love it all. Who's the running? Ohio so versus what's, everybody. what's yeah. What's the, uh... So Detroit running back. So, you know, people got questions about them quite frequently. Montgomery or Gibbs. Um, who's going to take, who's going to, who's going to take over in that backfield this weekend? JMO. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Gibbs only had nine touches on Sunday. That's the fewest since uh, the game against the chiefs. So that was kind of concerning. Um, I know that, you know, they were up, pretty big 20 what 21 nothing at, at, at first against the saints but they came marching back and you know, the lions only won by five um you know Jam, uh yeah jameer was getting some of them goal line touches uh you know a few weeks ago and montgomery had all three of them the last past the past two weeks um it's kind of weird i'm not sure what they're doing it doesn't seem to be always game script either so I feel like it'll be a little bit more balanced this week, but if Detroit's anywhere close to the goal line, I think Montgomery will be in and get the ball just because they're playing against the Bears, and I could see them wanting to have him get a little bit of a revenge game, even though he played well in the game three weeks ago when they came back from, um, uh, what was it, 12 points down in the yeah. last three minutes or whatever it was. So yeah. um, I think if there's an opportunity for rushies, rushing touchdowns in the red zone or within that first and goal range, or not first and goal, but goal to go range, I think they're probably going to give the rock to Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, look, last week, both of them were effective between the two. They averaged 5.2 yards a carry. Um, the Bears have the second best yards per carry defense at 3.4. Uh, they're tied with San Francisco, having given up the fewest rushing yards with 948. Their run defense is is legit. Um, just kind of depending on the weather, and, and we were talking about this a little bit, if there's a, a lot of wind or if, or if we see some rain, and I know it's been kind of iffy there in the forecast, it's going to be played on the ground. Games like that, you're you're going to feed Monty. I think he's still going to get a healthy workload regardless. 
um, somewhere to the tune of, you know, we'll say 15 to 18 touches with Gibbs coming in somewhere between 12 to 15. I think they're both pretty good options this week. As I pull up our rankings, let's see, Monty is 16, Gibbs is 14. So they're both high-end running back twos this week in, in what is a tough matchup. And the and that and I and we ranked them like that. The Gibbs higher, and I'll tell you why. The Bills are allowing nine point three rushing points uh, per game, six in the league, but they're allowing a league high fourteen and a half receiving points per game to backfields. So that's why we kind of ran Gibbs to fourteen, uh, uh, you know, better ranking than Mountie. So if they're going to get somewhere, if they're going to get some points somewhere, it's probably going to come in the receiving game. Now the RBs for Chicago. What a cluster fuck, eh? <laughs> yeah, I saw uh yeah. Deontay Foreman's uh, back. Yeah. Deontay yep, Foreman's back. back, cleared, good to go. You got uh Khalil Herbert, obviously, and then the rookie Rashawn Johnson. Um yeah, before the bye, Rashawn Johnson played season high fifty-two snaps, handled fifteen touches for seventy-five yards, but you gotta wonder if Khalil Herbert wants his backfield back. I mean, he was so fucking efficient last season. He was, but that was also last season. I know. It's true. And, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's I mean, a, it's a, a team headed nowhere fast. They're going to be smart to run it against Detroit just because they're going to have to. Um, you know, DJ Moore is DJ Moore, and he's going to do his thing. And, and the pass defense is, is just ass trash. The rush defense is a little bit better, but, you know, it – uh, Foreman has a defined role, right? He's going to have your your short yardage. He's going to get the goal line work. Um, Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson, I imagine, are going to split time. I think this is going to turn into a three-headed backfield, kind of similar to what uh, the Denver backfield was earlier in the year. It's going to be tough to start anybody. It, I mean, if you're doing it, it's because you absolutely have to. Yeah, I think the only one I would entertain as a flex would be Roshan. That's just a gut feeling that uh, there's uh, nothing behind that except for gut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I think, you know, yeah, exactly. ARSB uh, Sunday only caught two passes. uh, Fewest in a game since week seven of last year. It's totally unlike him, um, but he did get a touchdown. So, it, it made up for it. If you have him, you're starting him. Um, what, when they played in week 11, he was eight for 11. No, sorry, eight. Jeez, geez, I can't talk. 11 targets, eight receptions for 77 and a touch. Um, Chicago's done pretty good limiting 100 wide receivers. They've only let one wide out get 100 yards on him, and it was Mike Evans, understandably. Hey, RSB's got 100 or a touchdown in every road game this season. So he's got, I think. Oh, crap. I thought I had something good with that. But anyway. Oh, well. Colts and Bengals, I think, might go over the total. What do you think, Ramey? Yeah, I think so. It's 44. And I mean, the Colts are coming off an overtime win. Um, that Bengals secondary, it, the, the Bengals line is is legit and that pass rush is is pretty good so if they have any hope of containing uh garner Minshew, they're gonna have to pass rush him and he holds on to the ball way too long so it's entirely possible but 
Jake Browning showed that he's a competent um, starting quarterback, at least in the short term. Um, they've got a ton of weapons, and they were able to get Jamar Chase involved in the passing game on Monday night, and I look for them to continue to do that with the short passing game. Um, the Colts' secondary has been a weakness all year long. Um, they do have uh, Grover Stewart coming back off of a uh, six-week suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. So I know we said this last week, but I wouldn't expect a lot out of Joe Mixon. Um, I do think it has the chance to be a bit of a shootout, and I think it could go over that 44. Um, Colts on offense, Steichen has done a really nice job. Uh, they still are without Jonathan Taylor, but look for Zach Moss to have a little bit more success this week. Um, that Titans run defense is pretty good. And the while the Bills, I said the Bills defensive line is is decent. It's not quite as good against the run as uh, the Titans are. So, yeah, to make a long story short, I think it does have the potential to go over. You know, it'll be a fun game to watch, I think. Um, Gardner Minshew coming off a 300-yard game, and now he's going up against a defense that allowed 321 uh, and 8.2 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, and a 118 rating um, to uh, Trevor Lawrence and and uh, C.J. Beathard the other day. <laughs> I don't expect him to go for 300 yards again, but it, it just kind of shows that you know there's some vulnerability there. I think Pittman's going to thrive. The Bengals are without their best cornerback. Cam Taylor Britt is on IR. Um, and that's part of the reason why I'm thinking, you know, this this might go over. It's a couple of defenses that have been struggling and a couple of offenses that have shown they can put some points on the board. Um, you know, I'm going to fire up Zach Moss again this week. He's going to get the volume. Volume is king. Um, you know, the the Bengals are a bottom third team against the running back, too. So, yeah, throw them out there. Uh, see what happens. The Colts are just, they're running a, just a ton of offensive plays. Minshew's um, throwing the ball an average of 36 and a half times per game since taking over as a full-time starter in week six. That's six in the league over that span. Um, I like him. Uh, the Bengals, they're not good. League high, 8.1 yards per pass attempt and 12.4 yards per completion, 31st in the league. I throw, I run him out there this week for sure. Um, Moss is a great play you mentioned. Mixon, I don't know about that. Coincidentally, mm -hmm. I just traded Joe Mixon today before a trade deadline and in a keeper league that I'm in because I'm currently in the playoffs, but my team's just not strong enough to win it. Um, Who'd you trade him for? Yeah, fuck, I don't remember. Who was it? Uh... Tank Bigsby. Oh, yeah. Tank Bigsby, Josh Downs, a defensive player, and $5 of draft cash. He offered it to me, and I was like, mm -hmm. and Tank Bigsby's a rookie. He can sit on my rookie taxi squad, and maybe he'll do something next year. But I'm already thinking about next year. But um, Mixon's run game has just not been efficient. I think the, the opponents outrush the Bengals by over 51 yards a game on average. Um, it's going to be tough. But he played well last last week and was what RB eleven on the week, so we shall see. Yeah, this would be a big win for the Colts. I was nervous as good as Browning looked on Monday night, but it, the fact that they won and they're coming off a win kind of gives me a bit of relief. You hope for a little bit of a letdown this week at home against uh, a team that's, that's right in the middle of the playoff hunt. And now, 
I know we talked earlier the week about how the the division opened up a little bit with Trevor Lawrence being out, but I think he's going to play this week. He was throwing at practice today. Um, it's kind of crazy that he was able to to recover so quickly. What's so funny? Uh, Kyle's making faces. Oh. oh, yeah, I'm looking at stuff. Sorry. <laughs> stuff and things. Oh, uh, but yeah. Um, so Colts need to continue to win if they want to have any chance of staying in that playoff race. I know it's a really crowded um, group of teams, and Pittsburgh looks to be maybe falling off a little bit, even though they have a weak matchup tonight against the Patriots. But with Kenny Pickett out um, and Mitch Trubisky coming in, you don't know what that offense is going to look like, and it's not like it looked good to begin with. So um, I look for the Colts to go down there. They're a one-point favorite. They were a one-point dog earlier in the day, so there must be some money coming in on the Bengals. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate taking the Colts plus the point um, and and hitting the over. They've. Uh, I think they're four in a row in covering. Did I see that earlier? Yeah, they've also won the four in a row. Yeah, con- cover the point spread in four four consecutive games. Also, the longest active streak uh, hottest in the team league. in the league, except for that other team, like the third, like the third hottest. Yeah. Uh, Dubo, my tight end rotation continues. Who should I roll the dice with this week? Isaiah Likely, or uh, as Ramey likes to say, Taylor Hill. Um, geez, the Rams are 30th against tight ends and fantasy points, and the Lions are 24th. I will say, or no, they don't Panthers. Panthers. Jeez. Um, well, in our weekly rankings. Like... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, we, we've got Isaiah Likely at 10, Taysom Hill at 11. Yeah, pretty much the same. I will say I think that the Saints are going to win in Carolina, and they'll be up, and they run Taysom Hill out there more for quarterback runs and other things when they're tied or winning versus when they're behind. I don't think Isaiah Likely is going to get a lot of action, but the Rams suck against tight ends. I mean, I could also. It really is a coin flip, but I could also envision a scenario where Jameis Winston starts, goes out there, and throws two or three picks, and they bench him and put Taysom in at quarterback. If Carr doesn't go, right? What's Carr questionable? He's in concussion protocol again. Yeah, Yeah, Bruce Irvin knocked him out last week. Yeah, I didn't know if how if he had practice or if they had updated anything or not but uh, yeah it's (laughs) i think i'm going to go with Taysom hill because i think there's a bigger upside there isaiah likely is is okay and mandrews is out so you know he's going to get some some spots or some targets but since andrews has gone out and even before that lamar's really kind of focused on obj and and zay flowers a little bit more so I think if you're looking for upside, I'd go with Taysom Hill. Um, even even floor, I think I'd go with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Watch on Taysom Hill. Watch the injury report, though. He wasn't at practice today. He's got some foot-hand injury. I don't think he practiced either, if memory serves, for yesterday either. Uh, what kind of injury? Um, it says foot slash hand. Oh, okay. Foot hand. Sounded foot strange. Oh. oh, did it? My bad. Yeah. Foot hand. Sounded like Fathand or something. And Mad cow right. disease. <laughs> um, Olave was also, just on a, a side note, was also uh, not at practice today due to illness. So 
And yeah, Derek Carr was limited today with concussion slash rib slash right shoulder. So sounds like he'll have to pass the concussion protocol, uh, the, 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 the independent neurologist thing on you know Saturday probably. We'll see. What yep. else you got for uh, this game? No. Uh, I, like I said, I think the Colts are going to go down there and win. Um, should be an entertaining game, though, especially as, as fun as the Bengals looked with with Browning on Monday night. So has the potential to be kind of a shootout. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jamar um, Chase, too, just real quick. Um, had 12 targets, 11 grabs, 149 yards and a touch. Browning was smart enough to get him the ball and early and, and often. Um, while I don't think he's going to get another 12 targets this week, I wouldn't be surprised if he got nine or 10 and, and you end up with, you know, slightly decreased numbers from last week, but still something that will be sustainable for you. I think with him, you can definitely chase the upside uh, against, the <laughs> you know, based, based oh, on the match. Oh, I get based it. On the, based on the matchup. Because his name. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm glad you're here, Ramey. You're quick. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go. We've got a game here. Game here yeah. for uh, the division on the line. Bucks going to the uh, Falcons. Uh, Atlanta's favored one, minus one and a half. At least that's what it was 40 minutes ago. Over-unders at 41 and a half. Jeez. Um, Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Like got that. a pick and four straight. Yeah, Atlanta's been pretty solid against the pass overall. Um, only 61 completion percentage rate allowed, uh, 6.7 yards per pass attempt, ninth in the league. But their touchdown rate is is pretty shitty. It's at 24th in the league. So hey, he's, you know, a floor-based QB2 who can flirt with QB1 output, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons are 23rd against quarterbacks. They're giving up 19.8 points per game. Um, funnily enough, it's the second time this season that Baker Mayfield has thrown a pick in four straight games. Yeah. It's quite a streak. Um, yeah. As far as Mike Evans, let's see, what do I have here? Start him? Um, Definitely. That's all I have. Yeah, that's that's really all you need to say. And and AJ Terrell was banged up last week. He's on the injury report. May or may not play. Nice. He usually match he, he he usually matches up against him. Well, he was hurt a lot of last year, but could be big for him. Maybe they can put Jeff Okuda on. Um, he, was, he was six for eight, six target or Jesus Christ, six receptions, eighty-two, and a touch forty-yard touchdown. Uh, he actually beat AJ Terrell on that, if I recall. Um, but yeah, he's in the concussion protocol Terrell. Chris Godwin's really taking a shit. He's, he's got less than 10 points in, in five straight. He started the season with 10 or more and six of seven and just, he's not done a damn thing. Yep. He is averaging 4.4 receptions for 50 and a half yards per game. That's the fewest since his rookie year in 17. He just, you know, Evans is kind of enjoying this. I'll say renaissance here, I guess. But you, in the beginning of the season, Matt, me and you talked, and we thought Godwin was going to be the guy to continue um, after Brady left, and we were wrong. It was, it was Evans. Yeah, the last time they played, it was a barn burner, 16-13, to 13, Atlanta won, and uh, Baker threw it 42 times. So 
God. I could see he threw for 275 yards a touchdown and a pick. So you you're looking at him maybe having 250 and two if everything goes well. Yeah, and that would put you right in the in the QB one range. Yeah, well within his range of outcomes. Mm-hmm. I like Rashad White this week again. Um, he's kind of lived that volume base right on the RB one RB two line, um, but in full PPR formats. Even as a road underdog, I like him, especially in the passing game. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's where he's made his living, you know, this season. Um, he's got 13 points and seven straight. Yeah. Or 13 and or it, more points. It'll definitely be the passing game because Atlanta is still the is still, I think we mentioned it a week or two ago, the only touchdown or only team that hasn't given up a rushing touchdown to a running back. So Look quiet, for that to continue. <laughs> think so? And yeah. I think and I think Bijan will continue to get get fed. Art Smith finally got the fucking memo there. He's what 23, 19, and 21 touches in the past three games. Uh after reaching just 19 touches in two of the opening nine games this season. Um paying off. They're winning. They're at 500, and they got a game for the division here. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> Chase. Uh, Chase. Wow, if that's that's so, sticking with you, man. Yeah, really, enjoy, really enjoyed that. All right, enough of that game. Let's go to the watch party game. Sunday night football. Eagles ten and two at the Cowboys nine and three. Dallas is favored by three and a half. Over under fifty one and a half. Definitely think it can go over. Um, I can't wait for this game. <laughs> When we chose this game a couple weeks ago, is like, okay, we think we're going to do this for the watch party. I'm like, yeah, that's a perfect game to do it for. So, um, what's you guys feeling? I think this game is going to be a really high scoring. Um, Cowboys defense was supposed to be one of the best in the league until they played uh, against the Seahawks last week. And you know that Sirianni and, and Jalen Hurts are cooking up some stuff to try to take advantage of what they saw in that Seattle game. So look for Jalen Hurts to have a big game. Dak's been killing it. Um, just throwing the CD lamb especially, but I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a game. It's going to be one of those games where if you got him, start him, because I think 51 and a half is probably going to be, uh, I would say, the over. Um Dallas being a three and a half point underdog, I think I would, I would hammer Philly plus three and a half just because if Dallas is able to win this game, I don't see them winning by much more than a field goal. So you'd still cover if you had the Eagles. Um, I, I'll probably put a little bit of money on Philly, the money line too, because until Dallas shows that they can beat good teams, even at home, they've been really good at home. And we've talked about that, but until they show that they can beat good teams consistently or at all, really, um, I'm going to continue to hammer whoever they're playing when it's in a high profile kind of game. How do you think, um, so Devonta Smith has five straight games over 14 points. Dallas Goddard may be back though. Do you think he's going to continue that streak? Do you think he'll get double digits? Do you think, you know, Goddard's going to get immediately worked back in? How do you see that playing out? I think they'll ease it. I think two things. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. You're good. Good, good. Go, go, go. Two things. Um, I think they'll ease him back in. 
So I don't look for his volume to be especially high this week. And I think that Philly's going to have to throw to keep up with Dallas's um, um, scoring. So I think even with Goddard back, there's going to be opportunities there for Devontae Smith um, and A.J. Brown. But A.J. Brown was getting his even when Goddard was in there before. So I don't think it's going to impact him right away. But I could see long term him starting to kind of feel the effect with Goddard coming back. Yeah, I kind of got him. I have him as a touchdown dependent, you know, wide receiver too this week because with Goddard back, that's tough. Very tough. What do you think, Matt? Well, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a a little bit of both. Um, The Dallas defense, it's not the same as it was at the beginning of the year. And they just made Geno Smith look like an MVP candidate. Devonta Smith, I, I think, is going to take a little bit more of a back seat, and I think that's going to be reflected in his target volume. But it there's the possibility it doesn't necessarily affect his production just because he can take it to the house from anywhere on the field. And they do a, a good job with him um, using motion. Uh, getting him the ball on some quick hitting routes, getting him the ball in space so he can do something with it after he gets it. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a, a bit of both. They they might ease Goddard back in, but they also may look at it and say, you know what, if you're ready, you're ready because we need you. Right. Yep. George is in the house. George play 01 standard league for his flex. Welcome back, George cup, Jalen Warren or uh, Keaton Mitchell in a standard league. Well, I know Matt likes to pick running backs. I do. Um, And I'm just, I'm looking at our rankings here. Isn't Jay beat up a little bit. He is. Um, still that's a shitty matchup against new england yeah. like that defense is is good and rams um, against ravens ain't much better I, I think i'm going mitchell i don't hate it i mean <laughs> i can't really fully endorse any one of those three and and i get it george you got to pick somebody you got to run somebody out there Give me Keaton Mitchell. I I think he's somebody at this point who's going to have a better chance to break a big play and and make a game-changing play in your favor. Um, Cooper Cup, I don't know what the hell is wrong, but but he ain't right. Um, And Jalen Warren, like we just said, there's a reason for the total for this game is is only 30. And, And I have a hard time seeing either team score a touchdown tonight. Yeah. Cup did a touchdown last week, though, didn't he? Did I make that up? Yeah, he did. He got a touchdown last week. But you're absolutely right. He's he's kind of disappeared this year. He's been hit with injuries, and and Puka coming in has, has stolen a lot of the target share from him. But, yeah, I think I'd go with Keaton Mitchell, too. There's a lot of upside there. There is. It could be up. That he could get some more uh, snaps or touches that way. JR's back. How you doing? His question is likely or Everett. Dude, uh, they're they're both not that great. Rams are 
30th against tight ends fantasy points, and the Broncos are 32nd last in the league against tight ends. Um, I'm going to go with likely. I, I think so? he has, yeah, I think he has a, a higher guaranteed target share, but I don't think either of them are going to pull in a huge target share. Probably not. Just because of the way they use the tight end in that offense there in Baltimore. I'll go likely too. He's more yeah. like, likely to have a better <laughs> game this week. See what you did there. Wow. I did. Should I chuckle about it and then comment about it in five minutes later? Uh-huh. You should. Um, good yeah, good I, I guess it, either one's fine for me. I could flip a coin. Yeah, I guess likely more. Uh, Josh Palmer's could be back this week, so maybe not ever. Yeah, go with likely. That's a, that's a toughie, though. Either one's not going to be great. Says, thank you, gentlemen. Have a great rest of your day. I need one since McBride is on by. Yep. No problem, man. Always here to help you. Thanks, Jr. Good luck. Good luck on your matchup this weekend. Are you getting it? Are you in the playoffs, Jr.? While um, he's answering that, I will. Uh, I wanted to talk about Dak before we got into those questions. Um, that Philly pass rush in the line is is pretty good. They struggled against San Francisco, and I know Dallas's line is decent too. But Dak has really shown this year that even when he has to escape the pocket on the run, he's still been accurate and really been um uh successful with connecting with his receivers so i look for a big game from dak here too i again i think there's just gonna be a ton of scoring in this game uh yeah the eagles have allowed either the qb1 or qb2 and overall scoring in four of their past five games start dak with fucking confidence this week oh of course Uh, jr says yeah he's sitting pretty third place not bad and George Beck got a quick kicker question. Groupie, McPherson, or Fairbairn? Fairbairn, get activated. Is he definitely back? Maybe. I'm going oh, Groupie. Can't. Yeah. Didn't you just pick him up in a league recently? I sure I'm did. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when Cincinnati was, you know, last year hitting on all cylinders, McPherson was great. Great. But this year it's not had as many chances. I think, too, there's not – yeah, even if Fairburn's active, I don't think against the Jets' defense there's going to be a ton of scoring. So, I'll be a groupie. I'll be a groupie groupie. (laughs) (laughs) Funs are fun. (laughs) It doesn't say if they activated him or not on here, so. Um, Pollard, I like him this week too. Roll him out there. It's not like you're yeah. going to sit him, right? Start everybody. I mean, I mean, I know the Eagles have been pretty tough against, uh, you know, running backs, but over the past three weeks, they allowed 126 to backs to Kansas City, 167 to Buffalo, 156 to San Francisco last weekend. Um, I know they did add Shaq Leonard. Shout out, Ramey. Um, to boost their, you know, linebacker core that's um, pretty beat up, but I don't see him. I don't see him playing this week. Um, but, he does. It'll be you know. really limited. Um, oh, for sure. Probably, probably more in third down situations, honestly. So, well, hopefully he gets his wish, gets to play a little more. Yeah, I still think he's got a little gas in the tank. Um, I think so too. 
JR I don't think says, he's be what he was, but right. Can I trust Zeke today? Uh, I'm still <laughs> unsure. I'm shaking my head. I have Aaron Jones, who is questionable, and Singletary as well. None of those are great options. You might have to trust Zeke today. Yeah, Singletary. Yeah. I mean, it, the way to beat the Jets' offense is on the on the ground, um, and without Tank Dell out there and, and going up against that Jets' defense, maybe they run the ball a little bit more just out of necessity. Um, maybe they do, but I don't see it. <laughs> they yeah. throw, throw, throw. <laughs> the way they- I know, but I mean, Aaron Jones. That that don't want to hope Zeke. Like shit. I, I understand he's going to get the volume just. That offense and that matchup just it, it's gonna be ass. It's gonna be ass, dude. I'm sorry. I know you don't want to hear that. It it is what it is. Um, this is a question that has no right answer. We're just gonna hold our nose and pick somebody, and for me, it's gonna be singletary. If if you made me yeah. force me to pick somebody, I will also pick singletary. I'll make it unanimous. The way to beat the Jets is to not get a safety, so just run the ball. And get out of town with you, get out of town with your ten to six win. Oh Absolutely. shit! All right, we're done with that. It's already seven fifty-seven. Let's get our aces and deuces out the way. Um, I will get started with one of them here if I found it. Um, first deuce of mine is DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Bears. Um, ace or ace? Sorry. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's ace. Mess that up. Oh well. Um, it's pretty simple when it comes to DJ Moore. If Justin Fields is playing what he is, you fucking start him. He's a must start. The Lions are stingy against the run, but they're leaky fucking pot of piss, fucking shitty through the air. Just horrible. DJ Moore. Definitely throw him out there. Uh, and my other one is Packers wide receiver Jaden Reed. I'm hanging out in the NFC North today in my aces. Um, geez. Tennessee's allowed seven players to pile up more than 100 yards receiving in this game. Twelve players have cut a touchdown against the tight ends. I like Jaden um, Reed just because of his rushing ability, too, that he's been uh, displaying the last couple weeks. And Christian Watson's probably not going to play this week is what I'm feeling and reading um, with his, um, I think it's a hammy, I believe. So if he does play, he'll be extremely limited. Matt, your aces? All right. My first ace is Justin Fields. 104, 147, 132. That is the rushing yards that Justin Fields has had in his last three games against the Lions. I mean, that's just all I'm going to say on that. The Lions always, well, I guess I'll say more than um, the Lions yeah. always kind of struggle against. Uh, uh, running quarterbacks, and it's yeah, it, it's a, a a good matchup for him. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot through the air. I mean, DJ Moore is going to eat, but that's about it. My next ace, Austin Eckler, is a damn good matchup. He's not really done shit the past few weeks. This is more of a gut feel, he's due kind of thing, as opposed to any kind of trends or or stats telling me to do this. Sometimes you just kind of got to go with your gut. Absolutely. Right. Good picks. So 
but some wild cards this week because I got to make up some ground. So um, <laughs> I guess I could have gone really safe and made up some ground, but why not? My first ace is Russell Wilson of the Broncos. They play the Chargers, and the Chargers give up points. So that is my that is my reasoning for playing him. I think that they will score. He did not play well against the the uh, Texans last week. He threw three picks. I don't think that will happen again. I think that he will play controlled. I think they will score um, a lot against the Chargers. I think the, the offense will look more like it's looked in the past few weeks than it looked last week, and I think he'll have a good game. So that's my reasoning there. Now the race is Browns wide receiver Elijah Moore. Um, Amari Cooper is in concussion protocol. Uh, he may play, but even if he does, I look for Elijah Moore to get a little bit more of the target share. I look for him to have a good day against the Jaguars, who um, are pretty tough against the run. But as we kind of chronicled earlier in the podcast, uh, give up a bunch of points to uh, receivers and quarterbacks. So um, Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore, both former Jets, so also so they can they can talk about that before the game. So I think Elijah Moore, <laughs> I think Elijah Moore will have a have a good game. So he's my other ace. And I think when I was talking about Jaden Reed, I gave some stats for Jalen Waddle and, and mixed up some stuff there when I was just talking about my uh, last ace there. So uh, start Jaden Reed, but don't don't listen to anything I said. Why? Because it was about another player. <laughs> <laughs> start Jaden Reed because reasons. Yeah, <laughs> because reasons. And if, you have, um, if you have Waddle, start him too. Yes, right. <laughs> All right, my first deuce uh, player I recommend you sit is Matt Stafford. Look, I get it. He's had seven passing touchdowns in the, in, in the last two weeks. Um, looking pretty hot. His offensive line has actually played pretty well, um, but they're going to go up against the Ravens on the road in Baltimore. Um, the Ravens are third fewest fantasy points to, to quarterbacks. They're going to be fully rested after the bye. They lead the league in sacks for, with 47-ish, I think, something like that. Definitely sit Stafford this week. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, the muddy backfield there in um, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Khalil Herbert, not really liking it. Um, geez, I just, I don't like really any of them this week. But, well, I like Roshan Johnson this week, but it's just too tough. You're not going to know who's going to get the load there. Um, I'd stay away from him. The muddy backfield. The muddy back, muddied, muddied. I should have said muddied. Muddled? Yeah muddled that's what i was looking for matt your deuces all right my first deuce is jaguars tight end evan ingram cleveland gives up the third fewest points to tight ends um in just a situation at quarterback there you're gonna have uh uh cj beat hard throwing to him or uh trevor lawrence with a damn high ankle sprain i think he was limited in practice today but you know that there ain't no way now my next one Kind of touched on a little bit earlier. C.J. Stroud. It's the toughest matchup of his young career. Tank Dell is hurt. And while Noah Brown looked decent earlier, there's a reason you don't really see that many seventh-year breakout wide receivers. Um, you know, he, he was with Dallas, and, and they let his ass go, and, and a couple other teams as well. Um, I know it's hard to say bench C.J. Stroud. This is more you need to lower your expectations. He's, he's a, a low end QB one this week at best. Nice. nice. My first deuce, Noah Brown. Nice. I know it's, yeah. It's almost like uh, we planned it that way. 
uh, going up against the Jets. Tank Dell being out, I know it's really tempting, and a lot of people did pick up Noah Brown, but now is not the time to start him against that Jets defense. It is legit. It is good. He is not going to have a good game um, for all the reasons that Matt mentioned and the fact that C.J. Stroud is probably going to struggle as well. Um, really good defense, really good secondary. I would. I don't blame anyone for picking up Noah Brown with Tank Dell being out for the year, but stash him on your bench this week and look to play him in better matchups in the future. My second deuce, uh, Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin. We also talked about this earlier. Uh, they're going up uh, against the Falcons, who have a, a pretty good secondary with Jesse Bates and others. Um, I I have seen and we've talked about how Baker Mayfield really seems to have focused on Mike Evans as his primary wide receiver. Chris Godwin really hasn't done much over the last few weeks, and I think that is going to continue this week. So look for him to have like six touchdowns because I said that. Um, but no, I think he will. I think he will continue to trend in the same direction he's been trending, and not have a really good game this week. So, if you've got him, I'd put him on your bench. Especially that that Atlanta defense is decent. They picked up a, a lot of free agents in the off season, and and as a result, they they're much improved this year. So, Chris Godwin, my other deuce. Tubo back in the house with a quick question that I missed here. Uh, he's watching Olave injury this week, um, probably Carr too. Uh, but if he goes, is he a start over Devonte Adams? He has Nico and Ayuk as his other starters. I know Matt really likes Olave with Jameis a lot. I believe. Yeah. I, I would almost say just just given the matchup and the lack of somebody to take attention away, Nico Collins would be my odd man out of yeah. that group this week. Yeah. I agree. Yep. You, you got to keep an eye on everything, though. Make sure that Olave actually plays. It was kind right. of a similar situation last week, and he ended up playing no problem. So, um, but yeah, I agree. I looked at those and I thought, ooh, Nico might be the guy, which is weird to say because he's had such a nice year. But um, that, again, that Jets defense is, is legit. It is. Yeah. Out of those, uh, I've got Ayuk the highest. I've got him at wide receiver 12 this week, which would make him a wide receiver one in a 12 team league. So, um, yeah, Nico yep. is. I've out this week against the Jets. Yep. I mean, it's tough. You, you, you got two great cornerbacks there with Sauce and, and Reed, and just nowhere to fucking run. <laughs> uh, all right. My lock of the week is something Packers minus six and a half at the Giants, if that's even what it still is, because it might have changed. God, I hope it is. Um, Packers are probably no team outside of San Francisco playing better ball than Green Bay over the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, the Packers are averaging 8.8 .8 more points per game over their last five games than the Giants over that same span, while Green Bay is also giving up 6.2 fewer points during that stretch. Um, you know, they, they've been under, the Packers have been underdogs three straight games, uh, and they won them all. I, I, I like them this week against the Giants. Um, I know DeVito's there trying to to sling it, but I gotta gotta believe that uh, the Packers will prevail by touchdown, Matt or more. Nice, Matt. What's your Matt? What's your Matt lock? My lock is Justin Fields over sixty and a half rushing yards against the Lions. As a matter of fact, I hope he gets to a hundred because the Bears are zero and five when he does. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
My lock is Seahawks plus 10.5 at San Francisco. San Francisco is coming off a huge emotional win in Philly, traveling back across the country, playing a division opponent that typically plays them pretty well. It was a close game in Seattle earlier this year. I don't think San Francisco is going to lose by any means, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's closer than than 10.5, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's in the range of uh, a field goal or maybe four or five points. But um, that's my lock of the week. I like that. I may follow that. It's yep. a lot of points Same. for a division opponent, that, and they typically play close games. So that was my reasoning there. It's just right. a lot of points, yeah. too. Sway's channel. Enjoyed the show, players. Appreciate you stopping in, of Thanks. course. There's that picture remind you guys you. like. Yeah, that picture <laughs> that you like. Um, we will be back on uh, twice on Sunday. Holy cow. This is crazy. And twice on Sunday. Yeah. Twice on Sunday. Um, we'll be there for uh, Tinker Time at 1130 a.m. Taking all your last minute uh, roster management questions. Start sits, DFS, bets. We'll talk it all. We'll build a parlay. We'll build a DFS lineup. We're just hanging out for you guys as per use and what else we got and we'll be back a few hours later at eight o'clock for our uh watch party thing that i can't find it's missing p.m yeah there it is jeez god uh yes 8 p.m eastern um for the watch party for eagles at cowboys which yeah it's gonna be a great fucking game so our hundred subscriber celebration so looking for more subscribers please tell your friends and family and neighbors and Fucking strangers, strangers co workers, whoever, uh, about the show, point them in our direction. We'll help them out, help you out. Um, otherwise, I don't have anything else to you, fellas. I know the rankings are, uh, the rankings for week 14 are on the uh, website as of yesterday. What is the website? It is stonedonsportspodcast.com. I don't bother saying the W's anymore because I never say all three of them and I fuck it up. So yeah, yeah, you guys understand how the W's work now, I think, by now. Yeah. Well, at least you got the name of the podcast right this time. That's true. Yeah. Dubo says, see you Sunday. We'll see you there, too. Hopefully you can join us for Tinker Time and the Watch Party, brother. Yeah, tell your friends. Sweet. All right. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday morning. You guys have a great uh, uh, evening. Enjoy the game, I guess. We'll talk Thank to you, you Sunday. Later, see you, everybody. Bye-bye now. <laughs>